You're listening to We Want Our Sonics Back, a podcast from two brothers talking about the legacy of the Seattle Supersonics. Well, let's first record this podcast by talking about politics, because that's what everyone wants to talk about, right? Heck no. Oh, just kidding. My bad. Life is terrible right now. Everyone needs everyone needs a release. That's we true. Need, we need to talk about fun stuff. I agree. So, are you ready? Like, should we just, like, jump into it? Uh, yeah, I don't see why not. Okay. Well, welcome. I like I didn't even know. I just made up a name. Are you cool with the name? <laughs> yep. Okay, cuz we're we're partners in this. And I don't want to just I'm just making up names and making up logos and putting it, you know. I want you to have some input. You can have creative control if you want. Only a little bit though. I'm not very creative, so. Well, you're the little brother, so like you, you only get so much control. That's true. <laughs> um, well, I guess welcome to the We Want Our Sonics Back podcast. Um, we're not sure exactly what this is yet. We decided, like, yesterday, last night? Yeah. Saturday yeah. night we talked about it, shoot it around a little bit, but it was it was confirmed last night. So... I guess what I'm saying is we've spent a lot of time thinking about this and have like everything just laid out in order and it's going to be just probably the most professional podcast anyone has ever heard. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, yeah, so this is basically me. My name is Dean. My name is Daniel. And we're brothers. And we grew up in Seattle. Um, I moved away. Uh, Danny moved away. But then you came back. I did come back. Look at you. you you're, you're like the prodigal son of Seattle. You, you left. You sowed your, your wild oats. And then you came back to Seattle. You got the gold ring on your finger. I don't know what else to say about it. Do you got a fatted calf? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think anyone does with the coronavirus going on. That's also happening right now. So, basically, we were talking about it the other day. And, like, a little bit last night about how we wanted to do this. But we've got a lot of time on our hands. Uh, The coronavirus is out there and everyone is stuck at home. And we're both stuck at homes. Uh, I live in Canada now. And you're in Seattle. And we're talking. And we're like, let's talk about fun stuff. Uh, Yeah, that would be good to get people's mind off of what's going on around the world that's so heartbreaking. It's just like, can't go to the grocery store. Sports is canceled. Like, all of it. Like, I don't know if we're ever going to get it back. Uh, but I'm pretty sure we will. Uh, but 
we were talking about it and we we're like let's just let's just shoot the breeze about stuff that we love and let's have some fun making a little project together so we came up with this idea to talk about the sonics because i think that's what everyone wants to talk about right now you know it's on the tip of everyone's tongues it's very relevant um it's not relevant at all no one's talking about it (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah we wanted to talk about the sonics and uh because we grew up on it and what has it been dan how long has it been uh we are just a few days past 12 years now yeah 12 years ago sometime last week i believe april 12th i could be wrong on that fact check me but that's what the internet's for our sonics were stolen from us yep um many a tear were shed uh the way i talk about it with people because people ask me you know like uh so who do you root for because i mean i'm a sports guy i'm not nearly as big a sports guy as you uh You'll find out in listening to this podcast, however episodes we do, uh, Danny, you are like, you are like the Terminator of sports. I'll take it. You you know everything, and and you just like digest everything. Like you you watch every sport. You know what's happening. Um, I'm not that way. Like I I care. I'm, I'm watching what the Mariners are doing. I root for the Mariners. I root for the Seahawks. Uh, but my main thing was the Sonics. Um, and, and so the way I describe it to people is I went away to college. And while I went to college in Minnesota, um, Clay Bennett snuck in and he stole my team behind my back um, when I wasn't even there. Jerk. Um, we'll, we'll talk about all of that i'm sure but i was thinking that today we could just talk about why why we love the sonics and why we miss them why we want them back all right sounds good let's dive into it all right so i was thinking like what what do you remember dan what do you remember about the sonics do you have like solid memories because it was 12 years ago now uh you're a young guy you were what uh was that 11 you were 11 or 12 i was oh man i was 11 years old when they left man talk about like ruining your childhood i remember that day so vividly if i can tell a story real quick go for it i remember um getting out of school and i remember they were having a vote that day to see if they were going to keep the team in seattle and I remember the okay. first thing I did, I got into the car. I'm just like, Dad, turn on the radio. We got to find out what happened. So I turned on the radio. I turned it on to Sports Radio KJR. And the first thing I heard was, the Sonics will be leaving. Effective next year. What did you feel, man? I shed a few tears. I felt... um It was a full range of emotions from, like, sadness to, I guess, anger, if you want to say it that way. Yep, yep. Just anger towards them, bitterness, and just, 
like and then just remembering different moments so it was you know there was happy moments but that i remembered but it was just would you say that's would you say that's your strongest memory of your own for the sonics as cars drive by <laughs> um yeah i mean i remember watching so many sonics games growing up though kong 616 with kevin calabro yep who is now the voice for the trailblazers how dare traitor. he traitor uh, is now the time to share my Kevin Calabro story? Um, I think it would be great now that he's with Portland. Um, the guy's a jerk. <laughs> I loved him. I loved him all growing up. He was the voice of the Sonics. Uh, I ran into him. I, like, well, I don't know. It's it's like 85, I'm 85% sure that it was him. It had to uh, be it had to be. We were in, I was in Minnesota. I was flying back for a buddy's wedding and I see him and like, I grew up watching the Sonics. Um, maybe not every game, but most of the games I was laying on the floor on the carpet, watching the Sonics on a black and white TV with rabbit ears that somehow like one of the three channels we were able to get was Kong 16. And, and so I remember watching him uh talk about it the sonics be the play-by-play -play guy all that and i saw him in the airport and i go up to him and i have a napkin and a pen because i'm thinking you know i'm gonna get his autograph from for my brother and and like because you were into the sonics too and i was like this is cool and maybe get a picture with him and i'm like kevin he's like uh yes i'm like you're kevin calabro right and he, he just goes, oh, n no, no. And I'm like, what? You look just like him. I showed him a picture of him. And he's like, oh, it's funny because my name is Kevin. Uh, but uh, no, I'm not Kevin Calabro. And I was like, like, what are you supposed to do? Just supposed to be like, I know you're lying to me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I mean, he. He's not like the biggest celebrity either. Like, it's not like if I came up to him, then a ton of people would come up to him or something. But he said, no, he wasn't Kevin Calabro. Uh, I walk by him as he gets on the plane. He's got in first class. Uh, we're flying to Seattle. And uh, then after I get picked up and, you know, all the family's there and I see everybody. Uh, who? What do I see out the window? Uh, the sports radio car driving away from the airport there's no freaking way that wasn't kevin calabro yes and kevin calabro has if you guys can remember he had a very distinct voice like yeah. it's a one-of-a-kind voice and it was his voice like i was like uh. all right so that's my kevin calabro story Alrighty, right out of the gate i used one of my best stories i'm pretty sure it was him like 90 percent sure it's going up. It was 85, now it's 90. But anyways, I remember growing up listening to Kevin Calabro, uh, watching the Sonics, and like one of my earliest memories was losing. Um, my buddy down the street, Kyle, his dad was a diehard Sonics fan. 
like even more like we grew up as a baseball family like grandpa was a scout for the white Sox and the angels and dad was into baseball so that kind of dominated uh our family but um uh, like my, my friend Kyle was huge into the Sonics, his dad even more so. And I remember when the Sonics lost to the Chicago Bulls in the finals. Uh, I remember him being really upset. And that's, that's probably my earliest memory of being somewhat a Sonics fan at the time. And then a couple years later, I'd really dive into it. But that's, I, I was thinking about it like last night as we were talking about maybe doing the show and what I would like to share as far as memories. And I think like my memories are mostly about losing. Yeah. I mean, mine are too, because I started watching, um, mostly towards the end, I believe of the Gary Payton years. Sure. And then that was when Gary Payton went to the Lakers and so my memories was was of mostly Ray Allen and Richard Lewis. Yeah, yeah, and like same here. Uh, I remember a little bit more about Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, Detlef Schrempf. Um, I had a poster of Detlef Schrempf. Uh, he was great, um, but like I don't, I don't really remember watching them all that much when it was them. Because, like I was saying, we were a baseball family. And for me, watching the Sonics was really, like, it's also a part of, like, my independence as a person. Uh, because I decided, it wasn't like my dad was watching basketball or something like that. No, he was into I, baseball. <laughs> yeah, a diehard baseball fan. And I'm thankful for that because I love baseball now, too, and... So does so do my sons when it's on, not with the coronavirus, uh, but um, like I, I really appreciate that. But like my memories with the Sonics, it was it was me. Like I decided that uh, I'm going to be a basketball fan, and I'm going to play basketball, and I'm going to watch basketball. So for the Sonics, I remember mostly uh, early on, uh, before you were around, watching it by myself. And then uh, once you became part of the family, it was uh, me and you pretty much just watching Sonic games. And I, rem- I remember a little bit about those early, uh, like the late 90s, early 2000s uh, teams. Uh, but yeah, mostly it's, it, was, uh, it was Ray Allen and, and Richard Lewis and even towards the end there, Luke Ridnour and Vitaly Potapinko for a bit. <laughs> uh, Vladimir Edmanovich. Yep. Mohamed Sine. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, there's so much we're going to talk about in these, but... Um... Yeah, I loved... I loved watching the Sonics. It was... It was the highlight. Every Friday night. Um, you know, other, other guys would be watching and doing other things, TV shows and stuff. Uh, and I, and I did that stuff too, but it was always watching the Sonics. It was always seeing the green and gold go up and down the court. And, uh, you know, we were, we were never really a great team when, when I was really paying attention and watching from like, uh, 
what, from pretty much like 98 through when they left. Yeah, 2008. Yeah, they, they just were never really all that good, except for that one year that we lost to the Spurs, I think. Was that 04? I think it was 04. That year we were good. Uh, but other than that, it wasn't very good. But you know what? We were scrappy. And it kind of, in a way, it kind of showed a little bit about the character of Seattle. Because, like, other people might have the wrong idea about Seattle. People who haven't lived there. And they might, you know, it's kind of known as, like, the Emerald City. And people think about, like, the lights at night. Uh, but it's it's kind of like a, a blue-collar city. Uh, just it really is. A, lo- a scrappy kind of a city. It's not very big. Uh, people work hard. And, uh, I don't know, it kind of even reminds me a little bit about the Midwest of just, like, you know, show me what you can do. Don't just talk. Show me. And, and I think the Sonics kind of took that on uh, on with their character. They took it in stride, and they were scrappy players. Earl Watson, you know, no, no real big reason to be on the court all that much, but, you know, he was scrappy. <laughs> He was tough, and that's, yeah. that's what you need on a team. Yeah, so, like, that's that's probably why I love them so much, because, really, if you liked basketball you and you were in Seattle, it was the Sonics. And, uh, you know, we had a great rivalry with Portland um, and everyone else in the Pacific West. Like, it was... It was fun, man. You got any you got any big memories of watching the Sonics Dan? Um, I can remember being so excited just that there was a Sonics game on TV because yeah. growing up we never had cable. Like our thing was we had those little um rabbit ears on top of the TV and if we move it around just the right way We'll be able to get just a decent enough signal. And so I remember being like that being the highlight of my week. It's just going home and regardless of how crappy the team was, it was just the fact that, hey, I get to come home and I get to watch my favorite team. Mm -hmm. And Ray Allen was in his prime back then. He was so good. Dead-eye shooter. He would go off for six... He could go off for 40 any night of the week. Yep. And that's what I remember is just that excitement like, oh, no, when Ray Allen gets hot, no one can stop him. Like, it was just the excitement that I had like, hey, you know what? I get to watch Ray Allen. Ray Allen's like one of the best to ever do it. Yep, and we had a great coach for a while with Nate McMillan. Like... There was a lot to love about that team. Like, we didn't have the superstars. I mean, like, Ray Allen was great. um, But he wasn't, like, that top tier of a player, or at least wasn't considered that. You know, he wasn't Kobe. Uh, He he wasn't Shaq. He wasn't some some big-name guy, but he played so hard, and he was so talented. Um, and, And the rest of the guys... I mean, they were all scrappy players, just doing their thing, being 
being great at what they did, but I guess, I don't know, like thinking about it, it was just constantly losing. <laughs> yeah. Like we had fun watching them, but most nights they lost. <laughs> yep, and there was, you know, and a part of that was honestly because ownership didn't really care. To ownership, no. it was money. Howard Schultz, you cannot run a coffee business like you run a basketball team. You can't. Yep. Amen to that. It was, yeah, we, we didn't have, you know, now they got uh, Sam Presti and, you know, other executives who have made, uh, you know, big deals. We didn't really have that. There, there weren't any big deals for Seattle. Uh, the, the big deals were heartbreaking deals. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that in the future, but deals like seeing Gary Payton get traded. Um, I remember where I was when that happened. I remember uh, we were at church, <laughs> and, and Dad was listening to the radio after church, and uh, he came inside and got me and told me, come with me, and didn't say what it was, and then we went out to the car, and yeah, Gary Payton got traded, uh, we got Ray Allen out of it. And it like it turned out to be a good move as far as you know Gary Payton was at the end, but it, it was still heartbreaking. I loved Gary Payton. I had his jersey. <laughs> like I I always remember Oh, I was I was a weird kid, but in the the like in the front in our driveway we had a basketball hoop. And uh I mean there was the one that we built out of wood. It shows you just how much we were not a basketball family. We literally built a basketball hoop out of wood. Uh, but then eventually we got a nice one. <laughs> and uh, I remember wearing my Gary Payton jersey and playing out there. And uh, I always wanted it to rain because I felt like it was more dramatic when I was playing and pretending I was in the game and, you know, playing for the Sonics and everything. And games on the line and I got to make that free throw. You know, all that typical yeah. stuff. Uh, but yeah, that was that was a heartbreaker. Um, you know, other than that, though, I don't really remember any deals that were like, okay, now we have a star player or potentially a star player. And that that was a business decision on the management, uh, just not to not to provide uh, real high quality caliber players. Right, and the deals they made were always to get younger because they wanted to rebuild. It went from the Gary Payton for Ray Allen trade. And yes. then towards the end, just before they left, it was the um, Ray Allen to the Boston Celtics signaling the beginning of Boston's Big Three, where yep. we got Kevin Durant and Jeff Green, and I believe it was Wally Zerbiak and Delonte West. I think. Man. See, I what did I say? You're a Terminator, man. You just remember all of it. Well, and I remember just coming home. We were, oh, like I can't remember. I think we were cleaning the church because we cleaned churches on Saturdays or whatever. Yep, side hustle from our parents. Yep. And I remember coming home, turning on King Five, breaking news: uh, Ray Allen traded to the Boston Celtics, and I was like. What? Why? Yeah. 
And, I mean, that worked out to be a very well trade, very good trade, had the Sonics stayed, because Kevin Durant is obviously viewed now as one of the game's best players. Sure, and he did a lot for, um, I don't want to say that franchise, because to me, it's a completely separate franchise. Um, but uh, he did a lot for the Thunder, and it was smart on their part. Uh, the thing that always gets me when we look at these like decisions to do something or not do something, like well, and like I said, we'll talk about this in the future about like trades and different things, and we'll have themed episodes. This is really like a pilot of just getting some thoughts out there, getting the podcast all out there and working. Um, but I mean, even things like Scottie Pippen getting traded on draft night, um, like that, like it makes sense when you look at it of, uh, who they got in return and they wanted a big man and things like that. There are excuses, but still at the end of the day, you traded Scottie Pippen. Right. Right. Like at the end of the day, you traded Ray Allen. Like it's, it's things that are like a little bit demoralizing and at least like takes the excitement out of it for fans. And that's what the Sonic management was constantly doing to us, but we still loved them. (laughs) Right. We rooted for them no matter what. And that's why I still do not understand why the NBA could go out there and say that Oklahoma city has a bigger fan base. I remember yeah, watching it, the last game and hearing Save Our Sonics, Save Our Sonics chants from a team that won about 30 games, but that whole place was sold out. Well, that's the thing. Like, they were horrible for so long. I mean, like, other like other than that one year, uh, like, there there was a constant playoffs throughout the early 90s. Like, we were always in the playoffs. We were always competing. Uh, Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, Detlef Schrempf, that was a great team. Uh, And then we lost to to the Bulls, and then things just kind of fell apart from there. And it seems like they just kind of gave up, Um, like, as far as management goes on the team. And still, I mean, I don't – actually, I don't remember – did you, like, you were so young, did you actually go to any Sonics games, Dan? I went to, I believe I went to, I've been to a couple. The last okay. one I can remember was the year before they left. Okay. This would be 2007, I believe. The last okay, year yeah. of Ray Allen. Yeah, and how was it? Um... I remember going to the Clippers game when the Clippers had Chris came in. Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell. Yep. And I believe Corey Maggette or something like that. Yeah, I think like we I think we both went with Dad. Yes, I believe so. And that's I remember us losing by like thirty something points. Yeah. But we I got just killed. remember that being like such a fun time anyway. And and the crowds were full. Like, I mean, the stands were full. There were so many people, and everyone was still cheering. And, like, at the time, this was before Lob City, 
and and everything with Blake Griffin and uh, the Clippers sucked. Yeah, I mean, and you were watching a Sonics team that your point guard was Earl Watson, then you had Ray Allen, and then I think you had Mikel Jellable or something like that, however you pronounce his name. I don't even know, man. And then it was uh, Chris Wilcox. Like, this is how bad it is. Man, Danny Fortson. Oh, yes. Yeah, I mean, we had an awful team, and we got killed by an awful team. <laughs> and and still, everyone was still cheering. Still people loved them. Still everywhere you went, you saw, you saw Sonic jerseys, you saw Sonic shirts, everywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Like, I, I don't know if it, it was deserved, uh, but everyone loved the Sonics. And so, like, when people talk about, you know, the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder and that being a stronger fan base, it, it's bull. Uh, we, we were rooting for a team that was awful. And they got handed a team that had a superstar that will probably go down as one of the top ten best players in the NBA ever. Right. They were handed a team that had a good GM in place with Sam Presti. And I cannot remember off the top of my head who was the head coach in OKC. I believe it was Scotty Brooks or something when they first came to OKC. Uh, Was it uh, it PJ Carlissimo? PJ Carlissimo was fired before. Yeah, you might be right. I don't remember. You're the Terminator, not me. Okay, but they, like you said, were handed a good team. Like, just the year after that, they went on to draft Russell Westbrook, who is now one of the best point guards in the NBA. Yep. And you had other good players. James Harden was drafted, too, by them. And now look at James Harden. Like... <laughs> Yeah, all three of those players are superstars. And they had them all on a team. And they still couldn't get it done, thank the Lord. Thank you to LeBron (laughs) and (laughs) D-Wade. Right? Oh, man. Uh, Like, that's that's something that we'll definitely tackle next episode. Uh, Next episode, we'll talk about uh, the downfall and how we felt about it, how we still feel about it as two, two young guys from Seattle. Um, it still hurts, still hurts 12 years later. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely discuss that. Yeah. I remember going to, uh, a bunch of different games. I remember going with some friends early on, um, at least for me early on as I liked basketball. Went with the Phillips to a game. I went with uh, some other people. And then, yeah, then there was a couple years in a row where I, I don't know why, but Dad just got into it. Uh, Might have been because I was on the high school basketball team uh, and he was, I don't know, trying to bond or something. Um, <laughs> you know, his dads do. Uh, but he got into it, and we went to a couple games um, uh, in back-to-back seasons. Uh, but I probably only went to about like maybe 
I don't know, 10 to 12 Sonic games. But like, like I said, for us, mostly it was watching it on Kong and uh, following it on ESPN and everything. But yeah, yeah, it was, it was a big part of our, our childhood. It, it was, and I mean, I would like to change the topic for um, one quick second and ask... Go for it. Who would be your favorite Sonics player? Just like of all time that ever played for the Sonics. Well, I think I'd have to say the most obvious one, which is Gary Payton. Um, I loved Gary Payton, even though I wasn't like super into basketball when I was really young. I was in, I was in little league, and baseball was really getting like shoved down my throat, <laughs> and so so like I was watching the Mariners. So like. Like, that was, like, my thing early on. But I still loved Gary Payton. Uh, I loved that he trash-talked, that he stood up for himself. (laughs) Like, um, I I loved that he was a a shut-down defender and, yeah, just a a great, phenomenal point guard. Um, I I remember early on when I started playing basketball uh, trying to mimic some of his... Uh, moves like trying to do his crossover and I never could do it right and um but yeah I'd probably say probably say him um I mean there are there are some players that also stand out to me as far as like just players that I really liked watching I loved Detlef Schrempf um I just thought it was really like his name was fun to say other players that stand out, I I don't know why, but I really did like uh, Vladimir Radmanovich, Rad Vlad. Uh, he was a great three point shooter. Um, Richard Lewis stands out as someone, and Ray Allen too. Um, Ray Allen helped me with my jump shot once uh, at a game. I went and talked to him, and I was like, "If you could give someone a tip about shooting." Uh, what would you give him? And he was like, uh, you, you need a lot of arc in your shot. That's what he told me. And I took that with me, and uh, that that honestly did help my, my jump shot quite a bit in high school. Um, you went so on yeah. to yeah. win yeah. a three-point contest, so. That's right, that's right. Three-point champion right here of a little little private school league. But, um, yeah. Who would you say? Um, I think... You know, like you said, there's a lot of favorite players, but I'll just list a couple that stood out to me. I mean, the first, I would have to say Sean Kemp. Because Sean Kemp embodied what Sonic's basketball was. Rain Man. Physical, get in your face, and dunk on you. Yeah, and then rub your face in it after. (laughs) Yeah, I remember, I just remember, you can look up just... Top 10 Sean Kemp dunks, and I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. Yeah, he was he was probably the most entertaining player ever. Right, because he was a trash talker as well as Gary Payton. And that's why the yeah. two of them just fit so well together. Yes, definitely. And another one would be Luke Ridenour. I was gonna say that, but I thought maybe you'd you'd bring it up, so I left him for you. He was a hustler. He was always just trying to get after the ball, like 
He was never the greatest player, but he was scrappy. And you know what? Yeah. That's why I liked him. Yep. He, he was he was a, an adequate point guard. But he, he there was something about him. Yeah, he was just a hustler. Kind of reminds me of Willie Bloomquist for, for the Mariners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's nice just to talk about him. Like, I don't know about you, but it kind of sucks when you're talking with other sports uh, people and they're, you know, talking about their team and everything. And and you got to be like, uh, my team left 12 years ago and uh, I don't really have anything to add to this conversation. Oh, right. And I remember when I moved to North Carolina for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And in North Carolina, people, their team was the Charlotte Bobcats, which is now the Charlotte. The Bobcats or the Hornets or. The Pelicans, whatever. <laughs> whatever you want to call them. Who are they this week? Um, Last time I checked, they were the Hornets. So. All right. But um, I just remember people always asking me, he's like, oh, yeah, who's your favorite team? I said. The Seattle Sonics, I said, they said, don't you mean the Oklahoma City Thunder? I said, no, the Seattle Sonics. That's right. Get it right. Like, I I don't have a team. Like, I can't, I can't root for any team, like, hardcore. Like, I rooted for the Lakers when Kobe, may he rest in peace, was with Uh them. But I just cannot find a team, and I never will, because my heart bleeds green and gold. Yeah, you, like, for, for me, it's a little bit different, uh, just in that, like, I was born in Anaheim, and so for the first five years of my life, we were in California, and I remember going to Staples Center and watching games um, with my cousins, uh, and so I'm sitting here recording this podcast wearing a Lakers shirt. Uh, because that's that that was my default. Like once the Sonics left, I was like, well, you know, I I am from California. Uh, some some of my earliest memories are Lakers related, so I defaulted to being a a Lakers fan. But I will gladly, gladly burn this shirt if the Sonics come back. <laughs> like like uh, if if there's a team that comes to Seattle. Uh, that will be my number one team, and I'll, I'll still root a little bit for the Lakers, um, unless they're playing who, whoever is in Seattle. Um, but yeah, it is. It does suck though to like, like be able to be like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm from Seattle, like, cause I'm I'm up here living in Canada, and uh, it sounds like I'm dodging like some some war draft or something but uh, i'm living here in canada and um you know i've got my seattle gear you know like i i I wear my um my seahawks stuff and my my mariner stuff and everyone knows i'm from seattle and i wear my sonics hat and people go like uh what's that (laughs) Uh, no one knows what it is and then when they're talking about basketball they're like yeah, you guys don't have a team, right? And I'm like, yeah, thanks for rubbing it in again. And people will wonder, well, why can't you just get over it? No, you can never get over something. 
that you grew up watching. That was your thing. They um, always had a special place in your heart. Well, like, yeah, just so much, so much of our childhood is attached to watching Sonic games. And for you and me, who we both, you know, we love basketball. We've always loved yep. basketball. Like, that was, yep. that's our thing. Yep. So, I mean, I hope we get a team back soon, man. Me too. Yeah, and that's that's really the hope. And talking about it, like almost like grief counseling, you know, talking about the loss uh, helps. <laughs> and and so like for a lot of people, maybe maybe that's what this podcast is really going to be for, is for those people who love the Sonics and don't have an avenue to really talk about it with anyone, because. It's like I said, in, or like right at the beginning, it's not really relevant. Um, no one, there's there's nothing happening right now, especially with the coronavirus. But there's nothing happening right now that's like giving any indication that there's going to be a team anytime soon coming to Seattle. Uh, and that's sad. And like there's there's hockey stuff happening, but nothing as far as the NBA. And so maybe that's what this podcast can be is like almost like um you know like an AA meeting where you go and you sit in the circle and you just kind of share <laughs> like like that that's that's what this is for sonic fans yep and i mean like you said and um in the next coming episodes we'll get into you know how they left the downfall of it and things like that. So stay tuned. Yep. Well, I think then we'll wrap it up then. Um, this this was an episode, I guess. I guess it was. This is what it's going to be like. We're going to be talking. Uh, next time we'll have a little bit more order to it, I think. Of We'll be talking about the downfall, like you said. And, and uh, you know, have a little bit more of uh, not just rambling and remembering but i think that's kind of what we needed to do right off the bat is just to be like hey remember the sonics yeah remember how cool that was when we had a team oh, that was great you know and as some people sit at home you know in quarantine at least they can listen to this and remember the joyful moments that sonics basketball brought us Amen to that, brother. All right, well, we'll be back next week. Are we going to do it on a weekly basis? We didn't even talk about this. Uh, yeah, we can do it on a weekly basis. At least for now, you know, uh, while we're both just chilling at home, doing our due diligence of social distancing and washing our hands. Uh, yeah, well, let's do it next week. We'll be back. And uh, this is us just saying again. We want our Sonics back. Yes, we do. Go Sonics. Go Sonics.